Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment Podcast. You guys, this is going to be a great, what great episode is this up, week. Everybody. <laughs> Yours truly, myself, Ashley Chandler, and Pastor Jim Parkin. Hello, sir. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up? What it is, listen, man, it's Veterans Day is two days from now. I love it. Yep. Uh, um, shout out and invent if any of you would like to join your friends and family that are veterans or your veteran or have served, whatever. Yeah, um, buddy. Or if you're active reserve, um, Freedom Center Church is hosting a bonfire Thursday night on Veterans Day. Going to be roasting some hot dogs outside. I guess it's like called a hot dog bar, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, man. It's just an open flame and people are just going to be like, this really freaks me out as a fireman, but <laughs> just people are going to be like lightsabering with sticks and hot dogs and setting stuff on fire. I hope no one gets caught on fire. It'll be good. It'll be outside. It'll be great. Lots of space. It'll be fine. But yeah, no, I mean, no sign up required. Come drop by, have a hot dog, hang out with your friends and family and share some, um, what, what was, what was it you said? Like training? We're just going to, we're going to just, you know, we're going to do our thing, man. We're going to, Tell old stories and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to be there, I'm going to tell you what, if if they want to talk to me, they're going to be filming. Listen, I want to put this disclaimer out. Our creative department is going to be building a Kingdom Builders video about the night. So there'll be people with camera and a little microphone asking questions. So. So light a hot dog on fire. Light a hot dog on fire, <laughs> run up far away, throw the burning hot dog at the guy with the um, yeah, it'll be good. It'll, it'll be, be good. a good night. Mm-hmm. Also, thank you to all my brothers and sisters in the armed services for your service. It's a big deal. You know, it's a outstanding, outstanding career choice or, or job to do for a little while. So thank you guys. And it's weird to say happy veterans day just like it's weird to say happy memorial day right that's always struck me as weird someone told me happy memorial day and then really nothing happy about it right okay. no that's fair so well we're anyway. gonna put out our green we have like the can lights in our like, yes. entryway and stuff we're gonna put out our green lights that we got so and we actually i have a small bag I don't know. I think I have a few downstairs. So if anybody would like a green light bulb, um, I can hook you up with one this week if you'd like. I remember the green light bulb season. Um, Remember that one time we ordered 500 light bulbs and we packaged them all up? It was so cool. Was that, did I think of that or did you think of that? That was probably some sort of a Chandler parking idea. A little like we teamed up on that really, really strange. It would end up being a cool idea. Because let's be fair, it doesn't take a whole lot for me to be like, dude, let's do it. That sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's that's the problem, because me neither. If it seems legit, I'm in. So what we have to talk about right now, we have to go back to Sunday. Okay. To the greatest dupe job of all time. (laughs) 
like, listen, you guys. So every Sunday around this time, every year around this time, our senior pastor, Pastor Jim, like would have veterans stand up so they can be honored, you know, mm-hmm. which is important. But as a lot of us know, a lot of us, at least I'll speak for myself and a couple people that I know that feel the same struggle with the thank you for your service conversation. Right. right. You know, even in EMS as a paramedic, I struggle with it. So I've just opted to give the Chick-fil-A response and say my pleasure. But yeah, I don't like it. I don't like to have to stand up anyway in any circumstance and be clapped for. So this past Sunday, after doing a couple episodes on this podcast about thank you for your service and that whole idea of how much I hate standing up, our pastor duped me. He decided to have every non-veteran in the congregation to stand up (laughs) and then clap for those of us who were sitting down still. It was genius. For the record, well played, sir. Well played. I was probably one of the louder laughing ones while looking over trying to find you in the back. <laughs> like, oh. But he, see, and he knew exactly where I was, so he knew exactly where to look. I think so he called you out, happened. didn't he? he well, he called out. me out. He said when uh, when oh, they welcomed the Grand Blank Grand campus, campus he, had, yeah. he had been over there talking to me, so he yeah. pointed over to where I was because he was keeping in his memory so he could look over at me and see how he had duped me. A little eye contact, and that's whenever he laughed out loud, as he did. Well played, Pastor Jim. Well played. <laughs> should have known. I should have known, but I didn't see it coming. So no, that was good. That was quite outstanding. Clever. Yeah, that was clever. <sighs> anyway, all right. So on to the business at hand. Mm-hmm. So what we're kind of getting into tonight is. Um, like, I'm just going to just be honest with you guys. As, as we all know, lots of people are kind of having to make the decision on whether to stay with their, their chosen career or not based on, uh, vaccine mandates. Mm-hmm. And so kind of a thought that I've been, and, and this is not like, let me preface this by saying I'm. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not mad at anybody. Like everyone has to make the decision that's appropriate for them and their family. But at the same time, I've been struggling with the the question as I posted on Facebook the other day, like, are you willing to set down some of your rights to fulfill the responsibilities of your calling? Mm -hmm. So we're going to kind of, we're going to touch on that a little bit tonight. That's good. It's kind of an uncomfortable topic, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah, and I'm willing to have it. I mean, what you guys don't always realize, too, is that we have a lot of these conversations behind the scenes. <laughs> we do. Like we do. Our, and, and it's necessary, you know, because um, as much as this is interesting or tricky or difficult or whatever we want it to be on a podcast episode – we also do want to be wise and we understand what's on our shoulders and bringing a conversation out to share with this community. So um, we do, we, 
you know, once again, we're here to support you and to have good conversations Absolutely. And, and allow you guys to sit in on this. And, um, you know, so it's good. It's good. It's important. So. Right. And also I would say this, like leading into this conversation, when I say calling, if you're calling is to be a nurse is to care for people that doesn't necessarily mean your calling ends when you step away from that facility or organization or company or whatever that you currently are employed by. Mm -hmm. If that agency has made a decision to, to like force you into like making choices, then maybe, you know, you have to make the choice to seek life elsewhere and that's okay. That's not necessarily saying you're walking away or you're walking out of obedience. It's just, you know, this is a very gray area conversation, but it's just, it's something that's been on my mind. So what better place to have the conversation Mm -hmm. than the TLE podcast? Mm -hmm. I think that's really good. You know, so, and I and I think, you know, folks have an array of giftings and talents within their yeah. calling. So, mm-hmm. you know, the nurses or whatever, there are those that are natural encouragers when they go into work. There's those that are just gifted with the families and the patients and their bedside manner. There's those that are just extremely gifted with the science and the talent of, you know, the phlebotomists that are out there that can do it in mm-hmm. the, the infant two week year old, you know, baby toe type stuff, you know? And I mean, there's just, (laughs) that's right. I mean, there's an array of gifting and skill set that is in what is the medical industry. I mean, our bodies are so complex. Those that are in the NICUs and the U of M and the, and all the things and the Mayo's and stuff. I mean, there's just so much out there. And so then understand that maybe somebody that goes to work is a nurse, but they're also a leader and coaching the young ones coming up because that's the Mm -hmm. season in their life, you know? And so whatever that is, I think that I, I know nurses that feel like they're really supposed to be a voice for the other medical professionals out there that maybe don't have as much of an ability to stand up and speak for these rights. Right. And then there's other of those that are like, I'm supposed to be here and I'm going to do whatever it takes to take care of my patients because I know I'm supposed to be in this place right now. And right. neither one right. of them have to be wrong if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I think it's, it's how, we're Absolutely. Going, how we're going about it, which I think is. You know, and this like really kind of falls in line with something that we've, I've said multiple times throughout election cycles and this whole pandemic and all the things is we're still even in this moment in a season of everybody's right and everybody's wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, I hate it. You know, and it's, it's, yeah, it's so stressful. Well, and I, and but, I think it would, you know, on my side, you know, from where I think about it, I'm like, it'd just be easier if everybody had the freedom to just choose. If we could just all get along, everybody can make their own decision, stop judging everybody else for whatever decision they make. Right. But then the problem is, is that if you really think that, you know, way A is the best way to go, then you're going to fight for that and you're going to voice right. about it, you know? So right. 
not everybody can be right at the same time, but also everybody can kind of see this from a different perspective and maybe right. depending on the situation. Well, be, I, you know, it's, <laughs> well, I think, I think where we're struggling the most in our country is, is like people aren't willing to accept the fact that there's nuance to everything. Right. Everybody wants every dang thing to be black and white. And it's just not like in my training, in my, all my adult life. So it's been the military and a first responder world, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is gray. You have to operate in the gray. If you don't, you're freaking dead. You're just dead. Nothing. You can look at a book and, and everything spells out perfectly, but like there's a lot of gray area and nuance to all of this. You're not, like a bad person for not getting a vaccine just as much as I'm not a sheep because I chose to like some of us have to stay. Right. And for some of us, it doesn't matter to me if that's what's required to stay in this space. That's what I'm going to do. Right. Like, but some of, for some of us, that's not the case. Some of us is there is no way that I'm going to have some dude president or no telling me that I have to do this thing. There's no way. So I'm not going to do it. I'm going to accept what's coming to me for not doing it. And I'm going to make the adjustments and all that. Like, I think the biggest message I want to get across here is we don't have to be pissed off at each other. Yeah. You know, and everybody seems to be, there's like, or make large accusations and generalizations about other people. Right. About whatever decision they made. Right. And don't do it over social media. <laughs> like, right. like the whole, like the worst thing that we can be doing as a country is the blanket statements. Yeah. Like you have no idea why I'm, well, no, you do have an idea why I made the decision I made because I'm still, I need to be in the space I'm in. And it was a requirement. And to me, it made sense. But I also, went to the people, the docs that I trust, and I asked them, is this a thing that's safe? And they were all yes. Also, I need to put out there that I've also talked to doctors who I very much trust with not only my life, but with your life. And they're like, no, dude, I wouldn't have got it. So it's just, it's just one of these things that's, and it's really keeping our country down right now. This one topic and and just the grace to be like, you know what? Like, it's cool, whatever decision you decide to make. Right. But we don't seem to be able to do that. And the church, <laughs> even the church seems to be leading the, the charge in how not to get along with each other. And people are watching. Right. Like, people are always watching. If you're going to have your conversations on the socials, everybody's watching right yeah and 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 that's like largely i think a lot a big part of the problem is everything is through the filter of social media right so it just it's like like all this venom and all this hard feelings and all these accusations and all these generalizations are traveling through our country and our community and the people of our country like fire through bushes. 
It's like a hot knife through butter. Yeah. And it's the catalyst is Facebook and Twitter. When everybody does all their stuff on that, you know, I, I'm guilty of it because I like to start conversations and see where they lead. I'm like, I'm not mad at anybody. I want you to say whatever you want to say. Like, right. like, do I get offended? It depends on, <laughs> I'm going to be all fleshed out right now. It depends on who's doing the offending. Well, yeah, because it's you know, kind of the intention. Like, what's your MO and what are like, your responses? Are they just to kind of poke the bear or is it to really have an honest, right. this is where I'm coming from right. kind of. So this is something I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Um, there's a book I'm reading right now. Like, are we communicating to be right or are we communicating to right. understand each other better? Because if we're right. communicating just to wait until we can get our next word in to be yes. right and prove why you're wrong. Yes then I, I have to stick my feet in the ground. I have to be right. You have to be wrong. I have to defend right. that line. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's not about really honoring you and having respect. Right. You know, we can start to get really dirty yeah. with it's that. Kind of that whole idea of, are you listening to respond? Or are you listening to hear and understand? Yes. Yeah. And the more, and, and from what, when I, when I do it to understand you, then there's, I don't feel so attacked. You know what I mean? I can right. actually like, okay, help me understand because mm-hmm. then the, the gaps that I have, like the things that I really don't quite understand, I actually get to draw from your knowledge and to see it from a bar- broader perspective. And then mm-hmm. because I didn't come in guns blazing, I can actually yeah. share yeah, for sure. what I'm thinking and be like, okay, well tell me what you think about this. Like, let, let's like, this is where I'm coming from and this is what I think about this. And this is why I see it from this perspective and then it's more kind of like kind of a little brainstorming session. Mm-hmm. And then that actually draws people in together, be, become more neighborly friendship, like actually more unity in that instead of just. Right. <laughs> and there's so much to it, right? There's so much going on and there's so much uncertainty and stuff. But like for me, I'll, I'm going to speak for myself now personally. Like, I will for sure tell you that on Saturday, when all of the patients were COVID positive and every house, every radio call, it'd be premise information. Everybody in the house has is COVID positive. So after spending so much of my last couple, you know, or so years of life dealing with this freaking mess, then it's just like, oh, no, not again. Right. Like, I thought we were coming to the end of this. But some people have the theory that we're still in the beginning phases. And then, then there's anxiety that goes with that. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be totally open with you guys. Then I get a little anxious. Then I'm like, is it ever going to end? And then I very much go to, if these people would just get the freaking vaccine, maybe we'd get somewhere. And is that right? No. It's just that's a response out of, like, why, again, like now everybody's we're taking all these people in now we have a fraction of the staff at the hospital and again everyone's coming to the hospital right and like you know and so if you're not in that space where i i could be better at understanding that you don't understand this space you're not in it not that you don't understand it but you're not in it so you're not it's not just in your face all day long right 
Right. You know what I mean? So a a lot of, a lot of my uh, little anxiety and frustration and stuff will be, but then at the same time I can quickly get a little, my life verse in anything like I can like recalibrate like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. It's all good. Yeah. I'm good. But yeah, like that takes, and for all of us that do this job, that's going to take like intention to intentionally remember why you started doing what you're doing. Right. That's good. You know, and something, I mean, we were talking a little bit earlier too, um, you know, regardless of what decisions you're looking at having to make on either side of this thing and how it's affecting the hospitals, the ambulatory services, like all this stuff, how it's affecting all this dynamic, it's impacting hospitals, it's impacting doctor's offices and how you guys respond. Mm -hmm. It's impacting patient care. Um, It's impacting our, our wait times, you know, like all, like our access to, um, all sorts of things. And so wherever you are on this, I think part of this too is like, don't be very careful to not be driven by fear, to be driven by this victim mindset mentality of, you know, I'm, I'm helpless to all this and everybody's, you know, taking advantage of me. There, there's right. serious things that we, we have to consider when we come up against stuff. But I think that the more that we can be prepared to make decisions that are best for our family, best for us, and be willing to walk through that, whatever mm-hmm. that cost looks like, we become very equipped and powerful in that way too. And we can mm-hmm. do that in a way that's honoring and wise um, and not just tearing apart people in the process. So right. if, if you are looking at, you know, I, I, there's a lot of you folks out there that are looking at being not able to walk into your current employer if you don't get the vaccination by such and such date. Right. So if that's not the thing that you feel like you need to do, then you, you got to figure out how to get your ducks in a row so that you can follow through with that decision right. and, and do that with a clear mind. You know, right. because on the one hand, I see folks that are wanting to stand up for other, not just their own rights, but other people's rights too, because of how it's impacting people. And so if, if that's really, then again, if you're called to do that, then babe, let's get you set up to, what do you need to do to get your crap in order so that you can follow through with that as best you can? Right. You know, right. because regardless of the season, we're going to have to walk through stuff and we're going to have to consider the cost of things. Mm-hmm. And as much as possible, I want to be ready and prepared for that. Exactly. You know, because maybe this year it's a mandate for a vaccination and maybe it's another year you're going to have to decide A or B at your workplace or with a family situation. Right. You know, or you get a diagnosis or something happens with a family member and you need to come home, but crap, I can't because I need the paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like whatever that looks like. Right. I mean, let's be people that are, you know, not hoarding things up because we're scared of all this crap happening, but at the same time, wisely prepared to meet the needs of others and our family 
when we need to look, when we giving ourselves more opportunity to make the right decision and not pigeonhole, right. like pinning ourselves into, well, I'm just at the mercy of whatever my employer tells me to do. Right. You know, so I feel very strongly about that because I did a lot of financial coaching for folks. Uh-huh. Don't I know it. You know, and we got out of serious <laughs> right. debt, guys, and we were, we, our hope was that we would one day be able to make decisions based on what was best for our family, not based on a dollar. And I know that right. not everybody's in that situation because of A, B, or C, life situations, you made dumb mistakes, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. It, it takes a lot of work to get to that place, but then it's incredible to be able to, and it's empowering to be able to say, I need to do right. this. And I'm going to do it because I'm going to be self-responsible for my own life. Right. Well, and that's, you know, in our world, kind of on the same, the same line of thinking here, we don't get paid in EMS like they get paid in nursing or other hospital activities. But having yourself, it took a long time. I'm not going to lie because it was a season of child support and all that stuff, but to be in a position now where I'm just working the four days, dude, I'm not working right. like there's younger, younger guys coming up like that are work like an extra day or extra two days. Oh, that was, that was a time, but now we're in the position where that's never going to freaking happen again, dude, unless I like really want to work an extra day. Right. And that'll be because if I work this extra day and then, now we're like going on a date night or whatever the case, right, like right. not that we can't afford date night, but it's just, it's not a necessity. Right. When I first started in EMS and it was like 10 bucks an hour and we were on like three 24 hour shifts. I was also working the other two days because it was just so much overtime. So we were working like, 100 hour work weeks and whatever and just like killing ourselves but it was so much money and like and you're like you know what i mean yeah yeah like at the time which really now if i look back probably there's no more money than i'm making now but it seemed like it so you were just killing yourself but i mean that's very wise what you said that's a lot of wisdom like to be in a position where something like this comes down the pipe and you're like all right, whatever. Again, look, look, kids, I'm out. Or, I don't believe in this. I'm not going to be scared. I'm going right. to walk out of here with my head high right. until I can put myself into a different situation. Right. You know or I mean? so-and-so next to you has to walk that line and you can show up with freaking toilet paper and yeah. a couple meals. I mean, come on, let's yeah, be dude. here for one another while we walk through this stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like the, that's the coolest thing ever. Like we were able to do that for my partner last year or around this time last year when they were going through some stuff and just unable to work. Hey guys, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take care of this dude. Yeah. And it's like, there's honestly, there's one of the greatest things ever. One of the greatest feelings selfishly enough to help somebody like, the Bible yeah. says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Yeah, it's the best. It really is. That's it's so fun. Absolutely, it's such an honor to be used like that, and to it's it's humbling to be able to come alongside yeah. somebody else. 
And I know that we've all been in, I mean, we've been on the receiving end of stuff like that. And it's extremely oh, yeah. humbling. Us too. It's wonderful. And, and like, this will be a, a shout out to Brandy who comes to house church. Cause here's something very cool. So this is going to be off topic, but so the few weeks back when I had COVID, um, I'm going to pull it up so I can read exactly what she told me because it's important. Okay. Basically what had happened was I was out. I had the COVID and those guys brought me over a meal, Matt and Brandy. They brought our family a meal. And, okay. Here it is. And she said, because this is a struggle I have is to accept help. I'm not good at that. And she said, uh, she said, I know you're not good at asking for help, but remember this, when you refuse a gift, you rob the giver of the blessing. Mm. That's fire. (laughs) That's good. Right. That's good stuff, man. So shout out Brandy. That was, you know, I'm, house church pastor and one of my people educated me. That's so good. And I love that she just did it, you know, cause I'm like, I asked to go, are you guys need anything? You know, oh no, we're good. You know? Okay. So I won't bug. Yeah. I won't bug. Yeah. <laughs> they just showed up, dude. They brought they us a meal, a, a wonderful meal that I, I from memory know that it was delicious, but at the time I couldn't taste it at all. But like, Oh, a wonderful Fenton house meal. And it was such a blessing and even more of a blessing. Cause she, she's, you know, like love slapped me with a little bit of <laughs> little reminder, little yeah, education. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, these are just, it's crazy times. And really what we need to do is think of our country more as a community than we do. Cause I think we're, yeah. we've gotten kind of bad at that. And we just need to take up for people. You know, like in, in all facets of the game, but I mean, it'd be a hard decision. I can't think, I I can't even fathom what it'd be like to say, I disagree with this thing so much that I'm going to walk away from being a paramedic. Yeah. You know, and, and not to say that that's what's like, everyone's not making the decision to quit their career. They're making the decision to leave the organization that they work for but it's just it's rough you know and and so initially you know my my post was not of saltiness honestly i just was curious to hear what people would say and the the, when the post being would you be willing to put down some of your rights to fulfill the responsibilities of your uh your calling that comes from the rights versus responsibilities teaching that our, our pastor, Pastor Jim has spoke on, you know, but there's nuance to that. Right. You know, which takes me back to earlier in the episode, like, like the gospel, like Jesus died, was crucified and died to absolve, you know, to, for the forgiveness of all our sins and timeline, even sins we haven't done yet, all of it wiped away. That's black and white. That's truth. Right. Facts. Right. Pretty much everything else 
there's some gray area and nuance that we're working with. Yeah. And I think we just need to be better at being willing to do that. So I don't know. Before we go, like all of us churchy people, us Christians, for those of you guys who might not be there yet or whatever, we end up, I don't know, maybe I'm talking out of turn here. Do you have like what you would say is like your life's verse? Like you always go to the same one. Like you have like one or maybe two or three. I I have a couple that are, yeah, are pretty. And yeah. So I don't have, you have the one. I have the, the one. You have the <laughs> one. I probably have three or four that, yeah, that are like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to read mine, you guys. I'm going to share this with you because, um, yeah, because it's my favorite. And I'm sharing it out of the message translation, which is really like more of what does Pastor Jim say, a transliteration. Mm-hmm. It's not really a good verbatim translation of scripture, but it's, it's just like plain perfect, man. Is, is it easily taught? Like anytime I've spoke to like encounter or whatever back in the day, I would use my scripture. My like verses would be out of the message just because it's like pastor said on Sunday, it's like blue collar English. Yeah. I liked how he described it. He's like, he was saying, you know, that this in the Greek or the Hebrew means this and this, you know, and this is, this is what it means to you. Right. So then he, he said, so then that means this is what it's saying. Like, this is what it would be like, you know, I've had friends where I would post scripture on like Facebook or Insta or whatever. And then they'd hit me up on the side. as like, you're going to have to break that down for me. Yeah. Then I would send them like on private message, the same thing in the message version. They make, oh, it makes so much more sense. Dude, you you and me both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, for real. All right, so here you guys go, and then we'll kind of land the plane. But this is 1 Corinthians 9, is chapter, or uh, verses 19 through 23. So it says, even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any and all in order to reach a wide range of people. And it says religious, non-religious, meticulous moralist, loose living immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ, but I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. I did All of this because of the message. Then it says, my favorite part, I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it. So all that to say is like, we're just trying to put ourselves in positions to be a light to people. And there's a lot of people that were putting themselves in positions to be a light to people. And their convictions and their beliefs are are leading them away from that for the moment. You know, I believe people who are called to something will find a way and do the things and and take the steps to honor their calling. You know, for me, 
I feel called to be in the space that I'm in. Not so much the actual act of being a paramedic, but to care for other paramedics and be around all you guys out there doing the thing. So what I think we've established here tonight is whatever your decision is, whatever your, you, you know, whatever decision you have to make, um, we honor that. We do. We know that for most of you, it hasn't been just flippant. It doesn't, you know, so we are here for you at the lighthouse experiment. We, we stand with you guys, whatever decision you make. That's good. Ashley Chandler, land the plane. Hey, (laughs) you know, I really appreciate that because I think that understanding that verse and understanding how God has called you really brings so much of that heart and foundation and, and describes your calling in such a great way. And I, that gives you such a a focus. I think that kind of brings it back to what we described last week where, you know, there's one side of the road with all this sin and garbage that distracts us Mm -hmm. and pulls us down. There's another side of the road that is all good stuff, but it's not what God's asked us to do. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's other stuff. It's stuff that it's not our lane. It's none of our business. God hasn't asked us to think, you know, worry about it. It's not ours. And then there's just that middle of the road that we just, it's a green Mm -hmm. run for it and go for it. And I think that that's where you know where you're supposed to be. You know what piece of the pie, what lane you're supposed to be in, what God has asked you to go after. And you're going after, especially in this season of your, your career, you are going after those that are still in this field. And so you're not leaving this field. You're not leaving Mm-mm. these folks. And so right. you're, you're going to do what you need to do to be here with all of it. And I just, I respect that. I appreciate that. And I think that it's just really great that you can continue to have these conversations with people online. You have many of them with, with people directly in person, DMs, like people reach out to mm-hmm. you and have, you have a grace to have these hard conversations that honestly, I run away from most of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, right. I, I, I feel like I've walked into this room where two groups of people are starting to fight and I'm like, I'm out. I'll see y'all when you're done right. being right. fools. Like, I don't want to do this, but there's. There's being a fool and then there's being someone that's willing, like preemptive love, to go mm-hmm. in the middle of both sides and say, okay, yeah, man. brother, let's talk about this. Let's figure right. this out together. And, right. and and that's the thing. Like, yeah. for all of that, you're still here. That shows me you're still willing to stand in the gap. You know what I mean? And that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The whole idea, the whole mission statement of preemptive love coalition is when the world is scary as hell, will I be a person who chooses to love anyway? Right. Like, and that's it. Right. That right there is like pretty much like the perfect description of what being a follower of Christ is. It doesn't matter. Muslim, Jewish, terrorist, like whatever. Like we disagree. Cool. But that's not. Right. That's not the issue here. The issue is, will I stand with this person in the gap and pray with them, pray for them while they do their thing and make their choice? Right. 
Right. <coughs> so so. I, I think with all that to say, let's, let's keep, <laughs> you know, I mean, we've, even within our lighthouse team, Jim, you've been so gracious to continue to have the conversations over and over that I even is helpful to me. Right. Even, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I, I, we just all need to do that more with each other to be somebody that's willing to have a conversation, maybe even start it because everybody's too hung up and on pins and needles to even start it. Um, But as we continue to speak the language that respects and honors and seeks to understand instead of just barge through that door wanting to be right, we we bring each other together and we can start creating bonds and connections and stop feeding into all the the garbage that we see in the world. You know what I mean? Right. Um, And then in the meantime, in the day-to-day, you know, be honest with the decisions that you need to do. All of us, Mm -hmm. each and every single one of us is responsible to do what we're supposed to do. Nobody else is going to live our life. Nobody else is going to come and stand before the Lord or whatever at the end of our life. We are responsible. I am responsible for my life, not yours. And so I need to own up to whatever decisions I need to make. I need to ante up and be responsible and follow through. And I think that um, all of us just, just do what you need to do it. Do with a grace and a humility and a wisdom. And let your actions be something that brings people in, being a, a calling culture and not a call out culture. Um, yeah. You know, a people of wisdom and grace and compassion and stop being fools. Let's let's actually do something that actually betters the situation that you walk into each day, regardless of it, if that's you're in the ER, you're on an ambulance, you're in a cruiser, you're at home with your family, whatever that looks like. Be Absolutely. That adds value each day instead of just being one more person speaking garbage that's making everything worse. So mm-hmm. regardless of whatever side you're on, whatever of this. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So that's my mommy, my little mommy speech today. How's that? <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's good stuff. So, so one public service message. Before we shut it down, I have my youngest is is home until next Monday because some kid somewhere in her classroom had COVID. She does not have a little nose swab today. She's good to go. Good. But I will be with her while my wife educates and shapes young minds in Mount Morris. Nice. So I, all that to say is that only half of Swartz Apple 198 will be out there this week. I should remind you all that he has knowledge. I have wisdom. So shout out Dan Craig. He is actually a little bit smarter than me. It's just that <laughs> I'm wiser than he is. So you are still in good hands. I'll see you in a week. 198 for life. <laughs> just, whatever. We're so great. But anyway, I, I just can't stop pumping ourselves up because we do so good. So good. But Raise the bar. <laughs> anyway. You guys will be fine. I'll see you a week from tomorrow. Enjoy the episode. Also, veterans, one more time, thank you for your service. Coming out to Freedom Center Church, Thursday, 6.30, right? Okay. This episode will be up Thursday on Veterans Day. And that's it. 
See you next time. See you guys. Peace.